Hi, everybody. We are with the lovely Amanda Holloway, and we are going to be discussing some really important topics, something that's close to my heart, something that's close to Amanda's heart. Um, we are going to be talking about how to slow down in our business, but we also have the comments here so you can ask us questions about anything we are missing vicky today and um she had to take her kiddo to the doctor so we um thank you vicky we for having this platform for us we are very excited to um discuss amanda how are you i'm good i'm excited it's been a while since i've been in here so i'm ready yes yeah. Um, so uh, my first thing is I also did a CEO with about this of like just trying to slow down and trying mm-hmm. to um, make sure that we give time for ourselves. I think that's so important in business because we can't mm-hmm. be our best selves without that. So um, what was the moment that you realized in your business that you were like, you know what, I'm going 100 miles an hour. I need to slow down. Yeah. Um, so mine, it's been more gradual. Um, it has, it was not like a, oh my God, I need to slow down. It was like a, you know what? I think I should, I think it's too much. And then a month later, I'm still taking on everything and it's, I think I'm still taking on too much. And then a month later, so it has been years. Um, I, the, the main, like how this discussion started with Vicky, when she was like, you have to come on and talk about this was, um, an influencer that I follow that was killing the business. And I mean, like half a million to million dollar months killing mm-hmm. the business. She's in her twenties, mm-hmm. no kids, married, killing it. Yeah. Um, she announced that she was done, like was wow. walking away from all of it because her mental health was suffering. And I was like, Vicki, we have got to talk about, because I've seen this happen now, gosh, how many times in the past year, young Mm -hmm. influencers have bought into this hustle culture and are like hitting brick walls and then just quitting. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's a whole nother option. There are options. You don't have to just cut and run. And so she yeah. was like, this would be great to talk about because I have literally lived this. Um, yeah. I, back in the day, I was doing, you know, seven workshops a year, if not more. I was yeah. shooting all the seniors, doing all the online edit classes and, and speaking at conferences and doing all the things. Plus running and- your own business and taking on seniors so trying to balance that is insane too yeah yes and it was so much and I just and my husband of course he he's a good man because he calls me out on my crap and he was like (laughs) you are running like a crazy person like you and and plus I wanted to be mom and all like it Mm -hmm. just but I think and this is very transparent and personal but so for me my mom um was a single mom And she raised me, she worked like when I woke up, she was already gone working for the day. And then she came home at like seven, seven 30, because it took an hour for her to drive from Dallas to where we lived. And so I grew up thinking that the only way to contribute to your family was to work your butt off and make money. Well, Mm -hmm. she had, because that was the only way that we could survive. 
Mm-hmm. And so here I am in a completely different environment in my family. I have my husband, I have my kid and we homeschool and mm-hmm. I own my own business, which is a thousand percent different than what she did. And it took me years to realize, I think there's a different way to be a mom. Like, I think there's a different way to contribute to my family. Maybe this isn't it. Maybe this for me isn't the right answer because it was just crazy. And so that's when I started like, okay, maybe I shouldn't take on all the seniors that inquire with me. Maybe I should Mm -hmm. slow down on my workshops. Maybe I should take stuff online instead of doing this on weekends. Maybe I should say no to some people who asked me to speak at a conference Um, Mm -hmm. and it was a hard thing because it's all, it's a huge mindset. It's, I bought into the hustle culture, this whole women are like, and we are powerful. We can hustle. However, Mm -hmm. it's not easy. And And also that's, that's not the only way to be a powerful woman is to work yourself to the bone and completely burn yourself out. There's, there's with this whole hustle culture, it's just this, you need to work, you know, rise and grind culture is the other word for it of like the moment from the moment you wake up, the moment you go to sleep every weekend. And I also think within the photography industry, there is such a misnomer of like, well, I've booked a hundred thousand seniors this year and I Uh, have no time, you know, Oh, I'm up till, and granted, I still sometimes just because I'm wired this way, uh, we'll edit till 2 a.m. But I don't, I have that option because I'm up. <laughs> I no right. longer do sure. this. Yeah. I no longer do this because that was my only option. Mm-hmm. That's where the issue is. Yeah. That's where the issue is. Yeah. And I think that we have all been told and I'm not getting, I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to do that to Vicki or you, Lacey. However, <laughs> we have been told that, this is how women can be powerful. This is how we like, and it's just, and it's like, wait a minute, how is us losing our mental health and sacrificing our mental yeah. health good for mm-hmm. us? Yeah. Because we're not only photographers. Some of us are wives. Some of us are moms. Mm-hmm. Some of us are taking care of our elderly parents. Some of us are also running a full-time job like teachers. We have a lot of teachers in this industry, nurses, that are also doing this on the side. And it's like, okay, at what point are we comfortable with sacrificing our mental health? And I think that so much, so much praise and accolades have been applied to how many seniors do you shoot? How much, you know, well, how much is this? And how do you do this? And how do you do that? And nobody is asking, how are you like stopping the train? (laughs) Cause that's what it is yes. it's a train. It is a steamrolling train. And I, and this is, again, I feel like mm. I should, I don't know if I should say it. Well, I'm going to say it because I'm <laughs> like this, you know me. Um, but I feel like women were sometimes sold a bill of goods in women's lib for the women's empowerment mm. movement because we were told you can do it all. Wait a minute. What if I don't want it all? What if I don't mm-hmm. want to do this and that and that and be a mom and be this and be a good wife and cook, come home and cook and clean the house mm-hmm. and this? And it it's like, wait a minute, where, what happened here? Because we're still mm-hmm. expected to 
run run a business and shoot all the clients and and marketing and don't even get me started on how Instagram ruins and puts all of our mental health in a real oh yeah for sure social media I I I can't even you know but I think there's there's um you know in in a lot of cultures throughout the world like if we look at Mm -hmm. um uh when I know this is very random but I love it but um, when uh, there was a genocide in this African country where most of the men were killed. So the women had to become mm-hmm. most of the political members, most of the, they were running the government. It was like 80% women, but they were still expected to come home and do the same amount of work that they were doing when they yes. were not working. And mm-hmm. that's crazy. So I feel like, you know, now that we have come more towards, um, you know, we're, we're working, we're not in the home and things like that. There needs to be a balance between whoever is in the household. Um, and you know, there's, I can't remember off the top of my head, this book, but, um, uh, gosh, darn it. I will link it in the, in the comments, but it's like, how much are you giving versus how much are you getting from work? How much are you giving versus how much are you getting from your, Um, being at home. So you have to look at that balance and find that balance. It's so important. And we have a lot of people commenting. So I wanted to really, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's something that we're all feeling right now. And and it has been amplified by Instagram, because if you think about it, how much Instagram has changed in the past five years, when I started as a photographer 13 years ago, we just had Facebook. Mm -hmm. I I could post a picture on Facebook, get five email inquiries in my inbox and like be good to go, ready to go. And now is disgusting. The amount of behind the scenes work that we, because that's the thing. And when I see an influencer on Instagram and they're like, well, you should be posting seven reels a week and you should be in your stories every day, at least seven times. And you should be doing four posts. And I was like, girlfriend, that's fine for you because this is your job. It's your job to influence. But, um, a service providers have a whole yeah. nother separate mm-hmm. job that we have to do. And so it's like, where is the line of, and then if we do slow down, this is the scary part. If we do slow down, we feel behind. We feel, especially women, we feel like we're not being um, productive. We, because mm-hmm. how many of you that are watching have said, okay, I'm going to take a day. I'm going to take a day, self-love day. You do a spa mask, you're in the bathtub, you got your wine and something. And that little oh, yeah, behind mm-hmm. your brain is like, but you should be doing something work-related right now. You're being so lazy. Like, it's like, what? It's just yeah. so, ooh, it's so much. I it's think, so I think much. Our, and I think just being um, a person that is built that way, a lot of us are wired yes. that way. And Rachel had asked, when you are a busy personality, it's hard to turn off. So what are your suggestions to turn off your business mind? Yes, yes. go for it. So. Um, I will tell you right now, this mm-hmm. little, I don't even know what, because it's, it, he is a wonderful tool to use. Yes, he's a man. He is a wonderful <laughs> tool to use. <laughs> However, I want to throat punch him if he had a throat sometimes, man, right? Yeah. So, yeah. however, he has really great tools to use that can shut, like that will not allow you 
to use to get on Instagram. That's another whole issue is scrolling Instagram and overstimulate. Like when's the last time you went to the bathroom without your phone and just sat there? Yeah. When's the last time you took a bath without your phone and just laid there? When's the last time you went on a walk without podcast or something in your brain? Like I feel like humans have lost the art of just being. We always feel like we have to be bettering ourselves or consuming information or looking at something or constantly it's just too much. And so Mm -hmm. the first thing to do is to figure out on your phone, how to cut your hours that you're consuming stuff or working out. Mm -hmm. And you can literally, yeah, Facebook, she says, ha ha on a walk now. And you're listening to this, which is fine. I think taking a very concerted effort to stop the madness, call this Mm -hmm. anti-March madness, anti-March madness. (laughs) Yeah, we are going to work on just being and I think it's really important that we notice how we feel when we are just when we have completely removed um, stimulants like from Instagram or TV or how many of us, you know, just feel that we constantly have to have something on running in the background. Mm -hmm. What if we didn't? And then feeling, and and you're going to feel very uncomfortable at at the beginning. You're going Mm -hmm. to feel like this is not, this is weird, but through time it's going to help. But shutting off your phone at a certain hour a day, not allowing yourself, like don't let your phone be the first thing you do in the morning. Um, Yes. Yes. That's that's a I actually, one thing that (laughs) I, I did for my girls when they were younger was, you know, and they're now 20 and 21. So they've, they've abandoned this, but it was really helpful because so many kids, you know, they get their cell phones in high school and then they're just on it all the time. And this helps for so many things, but I thought it was a good habit and they're still pretty, they're better than at it than a lot of people. They plug in their um, phones in the kitchen. Yes. At night. So we had a very strict 8 PM plug it in. And then that's when you are, off your phone, off everything. And I will say, especially uh, my 21 year old is really so much better. They're neither of them want to even be on Instagram. They don't care about it. I wish I could do that (laughs) because, you know, it's not an option for me, but sometimes I wish, Um, but these things, you know, it kept them off social media. They don't really go on social media. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. So, um, just having the habit for myself when I was, um, you know, just feeling like I was starting to feel burnt out and going through all of these, like, Oh my gosh, if I have to post one more freaking thing. So I have made a concerted effort for myself. Um, I go to a like spa place and they don't allow, uh, mobile phones or anything and it's it's $25 it's basically it's a hot and cold dip and then they have a, a steam room and that's it mm-hmm. and you are not allowed to have your cell phone anywhere in the facility so you put it in your locker you lock it up and you walk away and it's two hours I try to go once a month at least I would love to have the time to go once a week because it's 25 mm-hmm. bucks that's 25 bucks I ever spend And it's also quiet. So if you get too loud, they ring this gong. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm a loud person. So I'm going to get a gong for my house. And instead of being like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go. 
Oh, oh my God, I'm getting a gong immediately. <laughs> I am so excited. <laughs> it worked. But like that, it's it's definitely a splurge, but it was something that it made me realize how good I felt after disconnecting. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. I try and do that at home too. Whether I'm yeah. doing tours or whatever, I, I don't put on my podcast every single time I'm doing something. Sometimes yeah. you just need to hear the world around you and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, so there was a study done um, where two rooms in a building exact same sunlight exact same temperature everything were used and they planted seeds in a little oh, tray yes. and um and in one of the rooms they put a router next to the seeds and it was to um mimic you sleeping with your phone on your on your nightstand mm-hmm. how many of you watching sleep with your phone in your bedroom so they, everything was the same. They gave the same water amounts, everything to the tea. Mm-hmm. And what they found out was the seeds, the plants that grew in the empty room where there was no router grew as they were supposed to beautifully vibrant, green, strong, big, gorgeous, as they were supposed to. The plants that grew next to the router were mm-hmm. discolored, disformed, weak, Half of them didn't even sprout. And I was like, what about your brain cells? Like imagine what your brain cells. And so, and you know, God invented us to sleep normally. Mm -hmm. Like that is our, that is our reset button. That is our, Mm -hmm. that is our die. And then come back. Like that is how we are supposed to recharge. And we have screwed it up. Yeah. You know, sleeping with the TV on, putting the the iPhone, you know, next to the bed. And some people yeah. say that you shouldn't even sleep with um, power cords, like electrical cords, anywhere underneath your bed. So there, mm-hmm. and there's a whole, you know, hippie, whatever with that. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you that, and I think just that, and then not being able, and how many of us wake up at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, and we think, mm-hmm. I can't to sleep what do you do you roll over yeah. you get your phone and then it's oh. 5 30 a.m and you're mm-hmm. still on your phone you can't do that with this <clears throat> so you so mine charges in the living room i sleep in my bedroom of course and so like there is no ability for that to happen <clears throat> and so just we've gotten so far off topic but oh well um no just I, I, think that, I think that's super important is taking the time to disconnect Yes. Um, because then you do feel, and that that's part of, you know, when I did my CEO is like, if you don't take that time and you don't give yourself that moment, you will burn out and you need yeah. to, you know, the reality is as business owners, we do have to be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We do have to be, you know, on social media. That is just, that is just, <clears throat> especially as senior photographers, we have to do it. Yeah. But if we aren't taking that time separately to reset our brains, mm-hmm we are never going to be able to do that. And um, someone asked, um, I took a year and a half hiatus from full-time photography due to COVID and burnout. How would you recommend restarting? Yeah. So you took a hiatus specifically because of burnout, which is a common, common, common problem right now, especially in industries like ours, creative industries where we have to use Instagram and figuring out clients. And because of COVID clients have declined usually in most, for most photographers, 
mm-hmm. <clears throat> especially in the senior industry, like specifically the high school senior industry, Instagram has changed the game for us. And I don't think that a lot of us realize that. Um, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm having like a throat issue. 10 years ago, in order to get a beautiful portrait done of yourself, who did you have to go see? A professional photographer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you have people posting you know, five poses for this and seven poses for that, that aren't photographers that are just influencers. Yeah. And you're getting yeah. great shots without, mm-hmm. you don't need a professional yeah. photographer anymore. So we have become much more of a splurge. And in this economy right now, and with COVID, people can't aff- like, it's either pay for gas or get your senior pictures done, go grocery shopping or get your senior pictures done. And so <clears throat> I think there is going to be a natural slowdown um, with us dragging our heels because we don't want to. But to get started back in it after you have already burned out, you've learned the lesson. That's step mm-hmm. number one is learn the lesson. Don't forget yeah. how you felt and what you did to get there in the first place. Yeah. Um, I am a big believer, and Lacey knows this, in pricing yourself correctly so that you don't have to take mm-hmm. on extra clients. Yeah. Um, I, so I remember going to a conference a long time ago when I was speaking and um, I was talking about pricing and stuff. And a woman in the audience was, I guess she was upset with me. I don't know why. And she was like, well, how many, how many clients do you even photograph a month? And I think she was a volume photographer, which is fine. And I said, um, I shoot between four and five a month. And she was like, oh my God. And I said, but I make an average of $5,000 per client. So I'm making between 20 and $25,000 a month in her face. She goes, "Mm, (laughs) let's move on. But that's to explain it that just because you shoot 50 seniors a month does not mean anything. If your profit is $50 from each senior, Mm -hmm. you're working a lot harder than you need to. Um, Finding out the maximum amount that you can charge and still bring in how many clients can make yeah. your bottom line happy and that you're still contributing to your family. Cause that's something that I really believe in um, that you need to look at what your, your income is going towards. What are you, why are we doing this? Why are we making money? What for? Um, is it <clears throat> to pay your mortgage off? Is it to, you know, save money, retirement? Don't even, that's a whole nother thing that we're going to talk about. <laughs> Because if you don't have a retirement account, you're doing this all wrong. Um, But, you know, really ask yourself, how much money do I need to make a month? If it's $5,000, how can you get there working the least? Yes. Some people are like, oh, that's so lazy. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's success. Because I don't believe that success is shooting 500 seniors a month. It's not. Well, success I always tell I always tell people, yeah, what does success yeah. mean to you personally? Because yes. for me, as you know, ten years ago, success me- meant to me having so many seniors, I was, you know, my head was spinning. Success yeah. now means to me slowing down and being able to afford and pay all my bills and have enough uh, of a photography business that I am able to pay all my bills with that, but not be so crazy that I can't even take a moment. Exactly. And so like in the same thing, success to me is being able to make my income that I need for my family contribution every month, having a fat ass 401k. I'm whispering because 
you know, having a 401k um, and also getting to be the mom and wife that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Because I asked myself when I was going crazy and my, it, well, my husband, he said, you know, Amanda, what, what's your legacy here? What are you, what's your legacy? And my business, and I, for a while, I thought my business, because that's what society told me. And society is doing that to a lot of women right now, that your legacy is your CEO ship and your, your business and this. And it's like, I don't think that's my legacy. My legacy is my kid. And Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was a big punch in the gut of what am I doing? Like I'm spending all this time working my butt off in, in an environment that makes me crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I, so it was just so much. And here's Vicki work will not remember us when we are gone. Yeah. Like my clients yeah. are going to come yeah. to the funeral, you know, <laughs> no. that's not going to happen. Um, but my kid, I, I need to raise him to be an upstanding member of society and, and raise him with values. And, and so I just, it was a big thing for me. And so when we started homeschooling, um, I was paying a teacher to come and homeschool because I still wanted to run my business, which was fine. It still allowed me to run my business in the off hours. And then when she was gone, I was full-time like mom mode. Mm -hmm. And that was great. Um, And then COVID happened and everything changed. And, you know, I wasn't booking that many clients and I thought that was such a bad thing. I was so scared. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure because how many of us feel like failures and we let it define us. Like how crazy is it that we allow the number of clients that we, that inquire and that book us to define our worth. What? Yes. Then, then my client workload, like, it's just so insane to me. And so I truly believe that, and, and like this influencer that we had talked at at the top of the hour, mm-hmm. you know, who just quit, walked away from half a million dollar months. Yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, there has to be an alternative here. There has to be a way to slow down. And so for me, what that looked like for me was I sold my studio. I sold it off. I was done. Um, I got out of it because it was over $3,000 a month, which in this economy right now, whoa. Yeah. I also think being able to look at the economy and see what's coming. And that is my brain though. That's for those of you who do not know me. I am more business brain than photographer. I am more CEO than photographer. Like creatively, mm-hmm. I just fell into this, but business-wise, marketing-wise, pricing, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. And so I know to look at the economy and and if you're a part of my A-list society, which is a membership um, just every month, and I get in there and I talk about this. And I'm like, do y'all see what's happening in the economy? Do y'all see it coming? Because it's coming. Y'all get ready. And they're like, oh my God, you're right. Three months later, this <laughs> happened. Yeah. And so... Um, but it is, it's, it's being able to see what's happening in the economy. And, and I think that that also is a testament to slowing down because uh, you're mm-hmm. allowing yourself time to see that in coming in the economy. Yes. Uh, but I saw COVID happening and I saw the rate of inquiry starting to kind of come down and I thought, Oh, okay. Okay. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And at that time, you have to shift. You have oh, to be, and I've, really. I've shifted my brand so many times and I really, yes. really quickly did want to go back to, cause we yeah. started off with um, her asking how, do, how do you recommend restarting after mm. the burnout yes. um, yeah. and, and making that kind of 
a, a spot where you don't burn out again. And it sounds like you're part of it is just paying attention to the market, paying attention yeah, well, to your own getting your pricing correct. Yes. Finding out yeah. how, so what, let's say you need to contribute $5,000 a month to your family mm -hmm. that will help mm -hmm. you for whatever you've got going on. Um, then you need to find out how to get there without working the most with working yes. the least. So if I need five clients and my minimum order requirement is a thousand dollars, that will bring me at the very bottom, least $5,000 in. Now is that gross? No, it's net that you're going to end up with, but having the chance of, of five clients a month spending their absolute base mm -hmm. with you should never mm -hmm. be an issue. So you should be okay. But yeah. what if you can shoot four mm -hmm. clients at $1,500 instead of five? Yeah. Um, so something that happened, you know, that is how to restart is in people in photographers, especially hate it, but it's going to take some math. I, I yeah. hate math. I hate it, but it, it should be the foundation of, of your pricing of your business. Um, you know, finding out how many hours could I really get away yeah. with this <clears throat> to make this? And then you stick to it. I do something called restrictive scheduling. Um, I shoot the first two Wednesdays and the first two Thursdays of every single month. And that's mm -hmm. it. Now, if I have a client and we have to reschedule for rain, sure. Later on in the week or in the month, no big deal. But I will not squeeze a client in. I do not shoot on the weekends. I'm not doing it. Um, it's just not going to happen. And so restrictive scheduling is great because my family knows when I'm going to be working, when I'm going to be out of the house at a shoot. Yeah. Um, I know when I am, my makeup artist knows the days that I'm going to shoot. So there's no having to be like, Hey, do you have yeah. this available? We don't have this. Available. Oh, I don't know about this. What about this? We don't do that. She knows first two Wednesdays and the first two Thursdays are Amanda Holloway photography days. And I'm going to have a client those days. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I don't fill it within, you know, a certain amount of time, then I'd say, Hey, free that up, book it, do what you gotta do. Cause she owns yeah. our own yeah. one. So mm -hmm. restrictive scheduling is huge. Sticking to oh, it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us photographers feel like other people's procrastination is an emergency on our part. It's not. No, um, no. Nope. You are. I think I learned that in your kitchen sink workshop years and years ago of like their emergency is not our problem. When there's a client that contacts you in May and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm graduating in a month and I need to. That is not our problem. That's your problem. <laughs> if you have the ability so to shoot it, okay. But if you have to like cancel a family event or like go out of your way, why? Now, yeah. I do believe if if you need that money, if you need it and it would be life changing for you, that means that you can make that family contribution. Then yes, but that's all. That all leads back to pricing yourself correctly mm -hmm. and restrictive mm -hmm. scheduling. But for me, I don't shoot more than four clients a month right now. I don't. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to. Like, mm -hmm. it's just why. But I've allowed myself to get to that point because I'm priced correctly. That's mm -hmm. the big thing. That's that I feel like, honestly, that is where a lot of anxiety in this industry hinges on is pricing. And you think, well, I'm not marketing enough. No, that's that's not it. You're marketing too much because you're not you didn't price yourself correctly. So you're not making what you should be making per client. You're making less. I also, I also <clears throat> want to really quickly interject and say, I think the biggest thing <clears throat> besides pricing, because I, I know you and I are up there in pricing and I'm definitely one of the, the higher people in my market. Um, 
but I built a brand, you built a brand experience. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, like we were saying before, anyone at this point can take beautiful pictures. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. iPhones right now can take a beautiful picture. Yeah. Not quite to the level of a, of a, of a right. real camera, but we built brands. And I do think that making yourself a brand makes you recession proof as well, because yeah. you're still a destination for those people. You are, you know, I just released my, um, the girls that are going to be on my model team and without me asking a few girls like made TikToks of them, like, see, you know, their mom had said, Hey, check your email and their reaction videos and everything. Oh, it, it yes. my heart. One girl cried and I, I started crying because I, she's been following me for like three years and she's wanted to be on the team for so long and she's so cute and sweet and uh you better get excited. those videos and and upload them to your I'm, website on your yes on your I, literally page. i i just um asked them permission to to copy Good. those yeah. Yeah, i'm really excited that's killer generating uh, content <laughs> but killer i think it's so important content. you know to build that brand experience as well because suddenly you know we can't just show up and take photos anymore. We can't just no. show up and take a photo. That is not enough. We do have to show that we are a destination. You know, we are someone that they want to have for their mm -hmm. photo shoot because that is also important. Yeah. That was one of the things that I did early on is um, I knew that I wanted to charge a high amount of money. Like my, I think my highest collection when I started was $4,000. Um, and my, the one that I wanted to sell every single time was $3,000. And I was like, I'm going to sell $3,000 easy every time. And my husband was like, okay, good luck. And I was like, watch this. <laughs> and, um, Challenge accepted. And so, but for me, I knew that my area, and this is another issue with photographers that we think that we have to market to the area that we live in. No, we don't. Um, I live in, like, you can't have teeth yeah. here. Like banjos on the porch, <laughs> stringing, like. We, we sell catfish bait and burritos in the same gas station. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's rough here. I'm not going to make money here. Okay. So an hour South is a place called the Woodlands and um, they have a Facebook page or a Facebook group called that's not a car show. That's the Woodlands high school parking lot. And I saw that and I was like, that's my place. I need to, I mm -hmm. need to go to here if I'm going to charge these prices and make this money. Yeah. Um, and so I started looking at my target clients and saying, where are they shopping? What brands are they consuming? And I'm going to tell you right now, everyone watching, if you have a brand designer or a brand guide that has told you to look at where your favorite places to shop are, what are your favorite colors? What is your yeah. favorite vacation spots? You need to run in the other direction because honey, it mm -hmm. ain't about you. It is yeah. not about you. As much as you want it to be, is not. You need to be yeah. looking at your target clients. What brands are they consuming? Where are they going on vacation? And then if you want them to view you as valuable, you assimilate in to the brand. So I was very mm -hmm. um, black and gold and white, very Louis Vuitton, very Gucci. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of went in it. And my very first two ordering sessions in the Woodlands both afforded me $4,000 each. I came home yeah. with $8,000 and I was a juvenile probation officer at the time. $8,000 would have been three months of work. No, four months of work. And I was oh like, my God. Oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> crazy. 
but it was because of the work that I had done and the pricing was correct. And I had looked at my target client and I was like, I, I figured it out. I can do this. And so after that I was off. And so yeah, I think re, so if you're going to start over again, it's going, I think people, and not this person that, that asked, but I think a lot of photographers think I can just jump in and do it. I'm just going to jump in and do it. No, don't jump in and do it. That is not the way. The way yeah. is a lot of research, a lot of market research, yeah. like go to citydata.com. Um, yes. And search around yes. your, I love, I love this site. I use it for a lot of different reasons, yeah. but citydata.com. And um, you can literally find out what your average mortgage payment is in a zip code, how many mm-hmm. private schools are in a zip code, how many, um, I, it, like what professions are the main yeah. professions, the average income is for a specific zip code, search around, find out what that is. Yeah. And that will help you a lot. I also use that for mailing campaigns. So I'm not sending my mailing campaigns to zip codes that can't afford me. Yeah. 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 I, we are not our own ideal client. I no, am not I someone that, be, yeah. Um, That's where I got started in photography. I I had a newborn and someone wanted to charge, I think, $250, which now I'm like, oh, my God. And back then I was like, oh, my God, are you $250 for pictures? I am not. So I decided to do it myself. I looked like I had a dead baby on a fur rug. It was horrible. I did not know what I was doing. (laughs) But my mom, she was like, these are really great, Amanda. I think you could be a photographer. And I was like, I do, too. And we just went with it. I was like, let's go. So, you know, it's just so crazy. Um, But it just, I think it takes a lot of work. So if you're restarting, especially because of burnout, learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. Learn, remember what that felt like. And don't ever put yourself in that situation again. Learn to say no. Um, Restrictive scheduling is incredible. Um, Yeah, so... I'm checking out. I find that the women that come in all showy and bougie often are the ones who want it all for nothing. My ideal client is someone who values. So I will tell you, this is something that I've learned a long time ago. Um, People who we think are rich are not rich. They just Mm -hmm. have really high credit card limits. (laughs) And um, yeah. So look at all the billionaires and how they dress. They are in crappy tennis shoes some like cargo pants and a t-shirt. Yep. And like, honestly, people that have money don't really show it off. It's the people that are really showy. They don't actually have the money that, that I have 1000%, 1000% seen. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that's not to say that um, every billionaire is going to come in like a club, but, but they will, not be the ones with like the really gaudy stuff. It will not happen. Yeah. My favorite thing to do, cause I fly first class everywhere. Cause I'm not, I listen, all of those that are watching, I grew up with nothing, nothing. Yeah. Like my mom and I had to shower in the same bathroom, not at the same time, but we had no. one shower. Like that's mm-hmm. like nothing. Yeah. And so now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fly first class. So when I fly first class, I dress like this. And my favorite thing to do is watch the people. And I'm sure they're thinking like, did this girl, does she win a raffle? Because she doesn't look like she belongs here. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, I, 
I've had my Sequoia for 12 years now and I don't plan on getting a new one until she is dead in the ground, you know, but that's, but that's the thing is like, even if you're targeting higher end areas, it's the brand and it's exactly, you know, if, if, if your ideal client is someone who values what you do, that's great. But how are you going to find that? Because pricing is important. It's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. You've kind of got to figure out, um, you know, if your brand looks like this, you will naturally attract people who, who are used to spending a lot of money, but also if you are charging four and $5,000 per session, the people who are hiring you are the ones who value photography. Yes. People who value Gucci purchase purses over photography are not, they're like, I can buy a Gucci purse for that. I'm not going to go. You're going to naturally mm -hmm. um, bring in those people. If you're, mm -hmm. if your price super low, you're not, that's the key. Well, it is and it's yourself. also, <clears throat> you've made yourself a status symbol at that point as well. Yes. You know, I, this is what I've tried to explain to people that I mentor is that, you know, when someone books with me at like a dance studio, they're all like, Oh my gosh. And then they look at the pricing and suddenly it's keeping up with the Joneses. Cause Oh, she booked her and you know, her, her price point is huge. So I want to make sure that people know I can afford her too. And mm -hmm. that is, um, that's part of it. You know, uh, we have to, you know, work smarter, not harder. And yes. when I was, you know, running myself ragged and shooting a hundred plus seniors a year versus now I'm, yeah, that's crazy to me. I, I remember those days and I just shudder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it scares the crap out of me to even think of doing that again. I don't have the energy. And oh, I was God. kind of forced to burn out because I got sick over the pandemic mm -hmm. for something totally unrelated. I had to have a hysterectomy, TMI, <sighs> but, um, you know, my body was telling me, you need to slow down. You have to slow down. I was forced to slow down, even though my brain was also burning out as well. And I think, you know, when you're in those situations, you have to go, okay, what can I physically do when I come back? What is the most amount without stressing myself out, without yeah. overdoing it? So my body told me, hey, enough is enough. And I think yeah, that's. And for a lot of people, that's, that's the truth. I have been sick off and on for the past two years, two years. It has either been like, I, I tore my calf muscle stepping out of my shower. Like my doctor was like, are you an athlete? How did you do this? And I was like, do I look like an athlete? I was like, I wish there was a cool story. Like I had to fight a mountain lion on the side of a cliff. Yeah. No, <laughs> stepped out of my shower. You know, it's just so stupid, but that, and then I got COVID and then like a host of like respiratory issues. Now they are saying I have asthma, like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm doing too much. <clears throat> maybe it's too much. And that happens for a lot of people. Like their body shut down first. They're like, I can't do this anymore. And again, that's that beautiful creation of the human body telling us, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. This is too much. Yes. I don't like this, you know? <clears throat> and so it's just, yeah. Um, and there so we I are. I want to, I Oh, I was going to say, I wanted to tell the group, we are going to be 
wrapping this up in about five to 10 minutes. I know a lot of people have asked questions, so we're going to kind of rapid fire a few. I know it's really hard. Um, So Chris asked, um, you know, cost of goods for, for charging for albums. I don't like to say exactly, you know, here's what you should charge because we, you have to do your own cost of doing business. Um, we can't, you know, tell you exactly what, uh, what my cost of doing business off the top of my head is, but I price all of my albums, um, cost of doing business. They have to purchase an album to book with me. That is my, um, that is my business model. So that way I get, you know, my minimum. Um, so, but he's, Chris is saying he doesn't believe his wealthiest clients who love photography will pay that. So stop thinking four to five times the cost of good. Stop thinking that way. You think of profit margin, Um, which Lacey knows that I'm a true believer in. So find out what your profit margin is. So look at your cost of good. If your cost of good of an album is one, let's say, let's make it easy. $100. Okay. For me, I like a 90% profit margin. So I'm going to be charging at least a thousand dollars. Or if you feel that that's too much, then maybe consider 75% profit margin. What are you comfortable with charging? And what do you think that your, your art is worth? And what do you think your market will pay? Stop thinking in cost of goods X. Um, That, that will get you every time. Don't, Mm -hmm. you need to look at profit margin. You need something that um, I taught when I was teaching workshops in person is have a list of every single product that you offer and what the cost of good is. Then what you're going to do is take the ones that are the exact same priced. Like if your album is cost the same as a canvas, raise them by a certain profit margin because you never want to sit in an ordering session saying, please pick the album, please pick the album because I lose so much money on the canvas. That's how you know you've priced yourself the wrong way. Um, so you really want to look at profit margins. Are you, you know, 90% profit margin, 75, I would never ever go below 75% profit margin. Cause then you're really going to be eating into your bottom line because remember, you're not just making money on the products. It's the time that you put into it, the art mm-hmm. the years of practice, 75 yeah. to 90% profit margin. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that way you're walking away with a good net profit. And that's what I believe in. See, I could yes, talk about I, this. I know, I know. I'm the same way. I'm like, okay, there's, I have, I, I, I always make sure. And actually you taught me this years and years ago of like, you have to have a, when they walk through the door, there's a minimum that you want your clients to spend. Yes. And um, that minimum should be your lowest package. <laughs> yeah. And, um, or you should price above package. that. should be absolute trash at that point as well. Yes. Yes. Like the yes. crappiest of crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if any of you are interested in pricing after this conversation, um, head over to alistcreatives.com yeah. backslash P4, the number four P, P, for P and I have an entire course on how to price yourself the correct way that tons of photographers have seen shocking results from. So mm-hmm. what the, I'm actually like, going this is my jam. Be, this is, I could talk I'm about this. Link that, um, right now, actually P4P, there it is. I'm going to link that in the Facebook group 
and uh, put that up there as well. Um, and then uh, we also have someone asked, um, came in late. Sorry, are you saying it's okay to rebrand anytime? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, you don't have yeah. to wait. Um, so many people have been like, well, I want to wait until, you know, January of blah, blah, blah. January no. 1st. Yes. Yes. No. Because how you many clients, how much income are you going to lose based on a bad brand for that long? It's not worth it. Yeah. Brand. You yes. Do? You can, you can reprice or rebrand at any time. There is no time to, you know, I've told people like, uh, um, Miller's and White House, uh, they change their pricing midway through and people are like, Oh my gosh, you know, blah, blah. who cares? Do it at any yeah. time. Um, yeah. I certainly have, I'm like, you know what? I looked at my profit margins. I looked at, you know, everything that I was doing. I was like, no, I need to up it. And mm -hmm. I will tell people, um, a couple years ago, I added a, a tween team. And the first year that I did it, I did it way too cheap, but I wasn't sure. I wanted to kind of like get some feels of how process. it was. And I, the next year, upped it by $1,000 to join the team, $1,000, and every single girl re-upped. Not one said, that's too expensive for me. And this, and it's like, people are so afraid. And if you do lose a client, that's okay. They're not your client. Yeah. yeah. You will it's find your client. You, find your you just you didn't know, find but, me valuable enough, and that's okay. Yeah. Yes, that's Okay. And I've had, I've had, now that I do tweens, teens, and seniors, I had one girl a few years ago <clears throat> that joined uh, freshman year and her mom was like, you know, we just, we can't afford it this next year. So she, I saw that she had gone to another photographer that was way cheaper and joined their team. It was like $250. The next two years she was with me because there was no value. You can, you can, you know, spend $250. You're going to get what you pay for. And yeah. They came back and they were like, that was a regret. We wish we would have had images from for her from you her sophomore year. And now we don't. And so building that brand, building that client, building that experience, that is so important. And you can charge what you're worth, truly. Yeah. I will say small legal note. If rebranding is part of changing your prices, if you already have contracted clients, you oh, have yes. to stay with the prices that they yes. sign the contract at. Yeah. As far as new clients, then they can have yeah. their new prices. But if you have contracted clients under your old pricing, you have to stay with that or you're just going to get sued, man. And that's not fun. Yes, that that is 1000% true. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. I was like, oh, yes. legal note. Let's. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's so smart. Yes. Um. So if they have already signed up, that is their pricing, period. Um. That is very important. Uh, you can't just change something willy nilly on somebody but everyone moving forward anyone who's inquired moving forward that has not signed a contract that is their pricing um that that being said you shouldn't change it multiple times a year that would be insane right, that's price yourself correctly and you won't have to change it that often um but you know my slow time is not january for me i'm doing a lot of family stuff but also in um sacramento it is so hot in the summer that that is my slowest time. It is 105 degrees. Guess who's not doing a bunch of photo shoots? Me. So that is my slow time. And that's when I do a lot of, you know, changing things up, changing whatever I need um, to reflect the year. So do it when it's convenient for you, yeah. <laughs> not the fiscal year. Um, okay. I think I'm looking through. We had a lot of chat in here. Um 
And uh, it looks like we answered all the questions, though. I yeah. I love it. Does anybody um, else have any questions? Last chance. That's it. Yeah. And if anyone has follow-up questions for me, I I will look through in a couple of days and, and type in anything. And I also will send links to anything we mentioned in here. I did put the citydata.com and the A-list creatives. And then Amanda, do you have anything else that you want to um, talk about or promote that you have coming up? Uh, I, I just, for any of you who like my style, cause I know that I'm abrasive. I was called lots of names early on when I started teaching at conferences, they were like, Oh my God, she's so mean. And I'm like, no, I'm that, I'm the mean mom, but that it all comes from love. I'm like, I'm, I'm a tough love lady. If, um, if you like that and you like full transparency, um, I have a, a monthly membership called the A-List Society. Um, it's 30 bucks a month. And I'm always in there talking about what's going on in the, you know, upcoming in the industry, editing videos, shooting videos, marketing, like all the things it's in there. Um, so I would love to have you come in that. And we always just do Zooms and talk and chit chat and um, lots of education, tons of education in there. So that's there. But I have courses editing yeah. courses, all the things, all like, I everything is online now. I want to teach an in-person workshop again, but I'm scared because it's been Ooh. so long. It, it's been you'll, so you'll long. Great, you'll do great. But you even had oh, Janice do some, um, was it fashion or posing for you? Yes. So you, yes. Have, you have guest photographers that come I in and teach. guest photographers come in, yes. That's I've awesome. had, and even, um, I've had, Oh gosh, there's so many. I've had so many. Like it's yes, <laughs> that's, that's a different awesome. ones. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you yeah. so much, and uh, I really appreciate everything you shared today. Um, you know, when I did my CEO, it was because I I had just gotten out of like a burnout period, mm -hmm. and mine's all about like trying to get through it. And it's okay. It's okay to slow down. Um, yes. you know, we are, we are saying this to you as people who have run successful businesses that yes. it's okay to slow down. It's okay to give yourself a break, um, give yourself some grace and, uh, you guys are just killing it out there. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And so you're not a failure for slowing down. I think that we get in our heads yes. about, about, oh, people will notice, listen, there, there's a sharp and quick easy set to this. No one really cares about you. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but everyone is so worried about their own selves mm -hmm. that like the amount of people that you think are going to like, Oh my God. Cause like when I, when I got rid of my studio, I had that moment. I was like, people are going to think I'm a failure. They're going to start whispering. And I had to be yeah. like, Amanda, no one Garrett cares that much. It's not that serious. Calm down. Like you are putting that yeah. onto yourself. And of course people were like, Oh my God, what's going on? And there was a rumor that I quit. Like it was weird. And I was like, no, but again, who cares? Like yeah. who cares? As long as you are happy and your family is happy and your kid is like, and your kids are thriving and your husband is happy and you're able to make payments and do what you want to do and have that time to take a hot bath in the middle of the day, because you can, yeah. like, that's all that matters. Who gives a flying crap? Yeah. If, if someone doesn't agree with your definition of success, your definition mm -hmm. of success is what's most important to you. And when you hit that, hold on to it. Yes. And then, and then who cares about the rest? 
Yep. One thousand percent agree. Amen. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, and thank you everybody for all of your comments and your questions. Um, Vicki and I will be back next month with a new photographer. So I'm excited. Thank you so much, Amanda. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye.